Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 317. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you tonight to talk football. Yeah, we got Will, Charles, and Mark online, and they're holding because I am going to rant. There's a couple of things that are really pissing me off right now, and I need to deal with them. And it's not anything actually football. It's football-related, but it's not. It's fan-related. It's people on the Facebook groups that don't understand reality okay reality they're basing a lot of things on emotions and they need to stop okay it has a lot to do with the negotiations right now the new cba with the cflpa and the cfl the league itself and they're getting a lot of things wrong and they're truly believe that they are correct and they are not so let's deal with them first off we're talking about the bonuses that are being withheld right now by the league. Okay. There's two types of bonuses that work in this aspect of things. One is the signing bonus. That is when you get money, when you sign a contract with anticipation to play this year. Okay. Now the key thing is that the team anticipates you to show up and play this year. That's what a signing bonus is. You sign a contract to play football this year. Okay. Now, in the past, people have signed, taken a signing bonus, and then retired. Darian Durant did that to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Now, personally, I think that's theft because he had no intentions of playing with for the Bombers. He just wanted to take the signing bonus. Then he was retired, thumbed his nose at the Bomber organization, and got a big pat on the back from the Ryder fans. Okay, that's fraud. It's premeditated. It should have been, um, it, he should have returned the money. Okay, plain and simple. If he, I, I would have called the cops because it's theft, man. That was premeditated theft, and he should have returned the money. And, yeah, I know that his contract gave him the right to retire and everything else, but if nothing else, it was immoral and unethical, okay? And, and we're going to accept that, okay? Move on, okay? Now there are other players who take the, Okay, now the other bonus is what we're talking about right now. This is the one that's being withheld from people. Actually, signing bonuses are as well. But the bonus, the mid-contract bonus is what we're going to call it because we don't know what else to say. Everybody's saying that, oh, they're withholding the money that the players have already earned. I'm sorry, you're wrong. The players have not earned this money. This is money... If it was the first year of a contract, it would be a signing bonus. It's not. It's the second year of a contract, so it's a mid-contract bonus. It is money that is being paid to the players in anticipation of them playing football this season. That's why the teams are able to release a player prior to, a day prior to, the bonus becoming due. And everybody has a fit because a team, oh, he's so mean to that player that the team is mean. They released the guy prior to his bonus. They just didn't want to pay. No, they didn't want to pay the bonus because they had no intentions of him being coming part of their roster this year. 
If he doesn't fit within the organization, why pay him the goddamn money? It's not money for something that he has already earned in anticipation of him playing football this year. Okay? Now that we kind of understand what that bonus is and the signing bonus is, we're going to look at what's going on right now. The league has said not play, pay the players their bonuses. Why? Why would they do that? Oh, it's a negotiation tactic. No, it's not. The players right now have come out and said they're going to strike. So why should the teams pay them a bonus in anticipation of them playing football when the players publicly have said, we're not going to play football? Yes, there's a good possibility that a collective bargaining agreement can come be signed prior to the beginning of the season, and they will not miss a minute of, of training camp or preseason or regular season and everything's fine and when that cba is signed they get their bonuses because now we anticipate them to play football but at this point in time we do not anticipate them to play football because the the cflpa has said their members are going to strike okay so when the league said don't pay the bonuses back in january they are brilliant for not doing it, okay? Because what happens is, oh, yeah, okay, you pay your $100,000 signing bonus to Mike Riley when he signs to the BC Lions or 150 k or whatever it was, and then he doesn't play football this year. What the fuck did we give him a, a, a signing bonus for? Just because he signed a contract? No, we didn't sign a, give him a bonus because he signed a contract. We gave him a bonus because we anticipate him to be playing football this year. So now... I've kind of got that off my chest because these first off, there's so many fans out there right now that are saying that the league is mean. The teams are mean because they're withholding money that's owed and due to the players. It's not owed and due to the players until they step a foot on the football field. The teams paying those bonuses early, like now or at signing was in anticipation of the season, it was a goodwill gesture by the team. It was not owed. It's not due and payable. It was not earned. So stop the shit because I'm getting sick and tired of stupid people telling them to pay the players their bonuses that are due to them because they didn't earn them. They're not due to them until they play football. Okay. That's my first round. That's over and done with. This is not up for negotiations. This is not up for interpretation. This is the way it is. Now, if you think that the players are owed this, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Plain and simple. Okay? So, let's move on. Now, what are we going to talk to talk about now? We're going to talk about a CBA. Now, a collective bargaining agreement is usually put on the table between a union which represents workers and a company that employs those workers. So if it is at a pulp mill, it's at a warehouse, it's at, I don't care where, Walmart. Oh, Walmart doesn't have a union. What am I thinking? Okay, it doesn't matter where it is. A collective bargaining agreement is a, is a signed contract between a union and a company. Okay? In that contract everything is spelled out 
how many weeks of holidays a player, uh, a person gets, how much wages they get. Now, what they do is they have a scale and man, managers or supervisors or whatever get paid so much at the top and it works down and the important people like a, a head millwright or a chief engineer or uh, a machine tender or the head guy, you know, he's, he's up at the top making his hundred and some odd thousand dollars a year forklift drivers and first aid attendants and goes down, you know, first aid attendants get this much bonus on their paycheck right down to laborers and grunts and whatever else. Okay. So if the CFL and the CFL PA had a collective bargaining agreement, the way that unions have collective bargaining agreements, then it would be so much money, $85,000 for a linebacker. Okay. So when your forklift driver is there, it doesn't matter whether your skill set or your abilities or how good you are at a forklift driver, you get paid $54,000 a year or $85,000 a year or uh, $22 an hour. It doesn't matter whether you're the best forklift driver the company has or the worst. You all get paid the same because that's part of the union mentality. It's socialism, Okay. I don't have a problem with that. I'm just saying that everybody gets the same. So let's flip over to the CFL and let's put in a CF, uh, CBA exactly the same as what the unions have. Okay. That means Sam Hurl and Adam Big Hill get paid exactly the same thing. Okay. Let that one sink in for a second. It's not reality. So the collective bargaining agreement in the CFL with the CFLPA is not a collective bargaining agreement that everybody knows it to be. This is basically a set of guidelines in which the teams have to follow when they create a contract for a player. Because every player in the CFL has a contract between the player and the team. Mike Riley has a contract between Mike Riley and the BC Lions, and they've agreed to pay him $750,000 a year. They've agreed to give them a free cat. They've agreed to do whatever they've agreed to do. It's all laid out in the contract. Now, that contract has to align itself with the CBA. You can even refer to the CBA and saying that, you know, we, we have agreed to all, uh, you know, everything that's within the CBA. Now, as the CBA changes, Mike's contract doesn't change. Because it says refer to the C current CBA. The new CBA comes in. All of the benefits go back up Mike. Okay? What do the players need a CBA for right now? What difference does it make if they don't have a CBA before the contract starts? Uh, before the season starts? It doesn't mean anything to them. It's, they're following the old CBA until there's a new CBA. And when the new CBA comes in, everybody gets the, the benefits. Okay. Yes, I understand. Some players think that they would get more money if they signed after that. But let's face it. The teams have fulfilled their rosters. If you're holding out right now, waiting for the CBA to sign before you sign with a team, you're going to be sitting out for a chunk of the season because the teams don't need you. Okay. They don't need you. Now, Bo Levi Mitchell recently just came public and said he will not report for training camp if there's not a CBA signed. Well, Bo, let's hear this. You have a contract that says 
you are to show up at training camp. And that contract is with the Calgary Stampeders. If you do not show up for contract, regardless of the reason, you are in breach of contract and can be sued. Now, granted, the Calgary Stampeders probably doesn't, don't want to open up that can of worms with their marquee quarterback. But I would love to see the teams start filing lawsuits against the players who don't show up to training camp. The CBA has nothing, nothing to do with their uh, requirement to show up for training camp. Nada. It doesn't matter if there's a CBA in force. It doesn't matter if there isn't one for two years. You have a personal contract with the team that says that you are going to play football. And if you violate that contract, if you're in breach of that contract, you open yourself up to a lawsuit. You open yourself up to your contract being terminated and being replaced by somebody else. Now, if the players want that to happen, so be it. Go on strike. You can be replaced. There's not one player in the CFL that cannot be replaced. Maybe not by as good a player, but they can all be replaced. Okay? So I don't want to see this bullshit about, oh, yes, we're siding with the players because they're right. They deserve it. Oh, my God. They fucking deserve nothing. They get paid adequately for for what they deliver. If they don't like it, they can go play in the Arena League. The CFL pays extremely well for a professional football league because there is not another professional league, with the exception of the NFL, that pays better. Nowhere else in the world is there a league besides the NFL that pays as well as the CFL. So if you don't like playing in the CFL and you're not good enough to play in the NFL, well, Arena League or Finland or wherever, that's your next choice, bro. Because there is nowhere else for you to play. And we proved that with the AAF declaring bankruptcy yesterday. Okay, they're gone. They're toast. They don't exist. Two years from now, the XFL may come, come back. They've already tried this once and failed. They're going to try it again, and they're going to fail because that's what happens. Okay? So, yeah, I'm ranting. I'm, I'm a little pissed off at people right now because I hate it when they say that the players deserve this or the players have earned that. And it's bullshit. They've been compensated fairly for what they do. If They, they have a choice. Nobody is forcing them. They're not in servitude. They're not slaves. Nobody is forcing them to play football. They choose to play football for a living. Yes, if they get hurt, they get damaged, they get anything that happens to them, that was free will. Okay? It's their choice to play football. And I I feel bad for players that get hurt like Ricky Ray and just a plethora of people. Um I I'm, keep thinking Jason Tucker up in Edmonton, man, I absolutely, I wanted to vomit when I saw him with that big cage over top of his head because he got hurt, broke his neck playing football. Okay. I feel bad for him, but he chose to play football. His mommy didn't force him. His daddy didn't force him. The coaches didn't force him. He chose that with his own free will to play football. And he agreed to play for this amount of money. Now, the CBA is important because it may have 
some health benefits in coming into it, and it may have a whole pile of other things that are beneficial to the players, not only today, but in the future, whether it's their retirement fund, uh, their pension fund, whatever you want to call it. All of those things are important. But if you don't play football, you're not going to earn your wages. And right now, I'll guarantee you, your wife is going to tell you that the wages are more important than anything. So shut up, put on your pads, and play football. I'm opening up the mics. Welcome to the program, guys. Charles, you're up. Hello. What do you got to say about this CBA? First of all, there have been professional sports leagues where the players have played uh, seasons without a CBA. Because if you do not have a CBA in place, it automatically, as you rightly pointed out, with the, in the contracts, says that all everything goes back to the previous CBA until a new CBA is put in place. It spells that out in the contract. In fact, I believe the NHL once made, I think, a season and a half without a uh, valid collective bargaining agreement. I've seen a couple of people saying, oh, I side with the players. They shouldn't have to work for free. They're not working for free. If they show up and play, they're going to get the money promised to them in the contract. They have to. That's part of the uh, – that's part of the um, – That's their contract. Uh, that's the contract. So if they put in the, the work, they're going to get paid for it. They're not going to just get stiff because then the owners would be in breach of contract if they performed and did not get paid. Um that's what happened to uh, the AAF. I see, yep. I see a much of this to me is rhetoric. I think on both sides, um, these guys gotta smarten up, and I think they will smarten up. Uh, come to their senses and get a deal done because uh, uh, work stoppage, even a week or two, helps nobody. It's just a waste of time. It puts a black eye on the league. There are markets in the CFL that might collapse, even with a short work stoppage. They've got to get this done. They've got to think of the greater good. And I've, I've seen some of these players online, uh, players and former playing players saying, "Hold out, stay strong. Both, uh, you know, get what you hold out and get. Wait till you what you get. Guess what? You hold out long enough." there might not be a league to come back to. So uh, if you hold out and all of a sudden the league uh, markets collapse and fold because, hey, we weren't playing football, the fans aren't coming back, and now we got no money, uh, did you really win? What did you win? This is just no idea. It's rhetoric. It's people that are negotiating through the media, and we've seen it in every work stoppage, in every pro sport, it's all a bunch of blowhards. If there's a work stoppage, in my mind, and I've always said it, my dad always said it, that if there's a work stoppage, one or they're most likely neither side has done their job properly. So go out, get the deal done. This should not be this hard. I don't know why in pro sports it always comes as contentious. CBAs get worked out and negotiated in all sorts of different industries without uh, any sort of work stoppage every single day. 
Why is it that pro sports seems to be so contentious? I'll tell you why. It's because idiots from both sides barking off in the media and wasting time um, going on Twitter, going on Facebook, saying this, saying that, instead of sitting in a room and getting a deal done. And I'm not putting all of this on the players because the owners are very much at fault on this too. Why they weren't didn't begin the Grey Cup was in November. Why they weren't waiting? Why they weren't meeting the first week of December? To the players get weren't the, ready to. Uh, no, the players weren't ready. This deal should could have and probably should have been done months ago. Why we're waiting till the eleventh hour? We're literally about three weeks from training camps opening up. Why we're waiting to this point, and they're still not meeting. I believe they're not going to meet again now until like April 29th or whatever, which is that's correct. But beyond me, well, hang on. But they could pound on a CBA in a weekend. Okay, they don't need three weeks to do it. Three weeks before the start of training camp is ample amount of time for them to sit down and do it. All this has done is 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 forced the issue and made everybody be. When you're ready to go to the table. Everybody better be ready to go to the table, okay? And let's get the job done. Just because the owners don't want to do it until the 29th doesn't mean it's not going to get done before the the season starts. This posturing by the players right now is disgusting, and the only people who are buying it is the idiot fans. Then they're they're gobbling it up, hook, flying, and sinker. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, no. There have been a lot of fans out there that simply don't understand what they're doing, and they're just going out there and saying, well, I support this, and I support this. What are, you, are you basing that on any sort of fact, or is it just what you think is the reality? Because I'm not even sure it's something they think. There, I think it's just an emotion. Well, it is, and too much is based on emotion. Uh, they, people do it all, sorts of, all the time with all sorts of different things, and it's annoying. And then if you try to agree with them, or, or, the worst part is when you try to disagree with them and you put actual facts in front of you, oh, well, you hate the players, you hate this, you hate that, yeah. you're just a blah, blah, blah. Just look at facts. Stop. This is not an emotional thing. It's a fact-based thing. It's stupid. And then you got this more speaking off. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Who's that? You Drew Edwards. Oh, Drew God. Edwards. Why are we bringing him up? Well, He's because you posted the link to him for this. Yes, this I know. Segment. You're right. You're right. He's an idiot. Okay. Okay. So you're kind of like on the same page with me on this one, Charles. Well, I just uh, I just think a lot of this is there, it becomes contentious and there's no need for it to be. Okay. So – uh, basically, it's shut up, sit back, and watch things happen because it's in the best interest of the league to get this finished. It's in the best interest of the players to get this finished. It, it doesn't need to be finished. There's no legal obligation for it to be finished, but the players all have contracts that say they have to show up for training camp. So if they don't do that, then shit's going to get real. Okay, mm-hmm. let's flip over to our other businessman in the group here. Will, what's your thoughts on this one, my friend? You you want me to chastise Bully by Mitchell, don't you? Okay. <laughs> Are you gonna? So this is Are you this gonna? Is the way I, this is the way I look at this, okay? And I have never, ever, 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 ever 
been a union supporter guy. I I don't think they serve a purpose, to be honest with you. I think, I think, you know what? I'll put it out there. I think it's for stupid people. Okay, that's just my opinion. Okay. Well, unions I, protect I, the unemployable. Union protects people who can't negotiate for themselves. Unions protect people who go to their nine-to-five job every day and sit at their desk, and in two years I'll get a promotion because I've been here longer, and in five years I'll get another promotion because I've been here longer, and I think it's a bunch of crap. But let's get back to the, let's get back to the players. If... If these guys showed solidarity, nobody would have signed a contract. Correct. Okay. But everybody's, or there's lots of people with contracts. So those people should shut the, you know what, up and go and play football. And the guys who don't have contracts, well, you may not get a contract if you sit out because. For every guy who's going to sit out, there's five guys that are going to replace 25 guys. Right. Okay. So uh, uh, the, 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 the CFL has leverage. Okay. Sorry. And they're going to use it because once again, the CFL is a business. They want to make the maximum amount of profits and it's just the way it is. Okay. It's that simple. And, I, I just the guys who signed contract contracts, the Mike Rileys and the Bully Levi Mitchells and anybody else, if they sit out at the beginning of the season, they're hypocrites. Okay? Because they've signed their contract but they're gonna support the union. Well, if you're gonna support the union, don't sign a contract. And everybody should have been there like that. But it doesn't work that way. It's it's such crap. In my mind, sorry. I, I and and you know what? If guys, if the season doesn't start on time, this league could go away. It really could. And they all know that. So this is just a bunch of. They'll get this done long before it's time to sit out. Trust me. They'll sit down. They'll hash it out. The CFL will tell them exactly what they want to do, and most of the time, they'll agree to it. And that's what's going to happen. And once again, yeah. you know, and I'm kind of on this on this subject because I consider <clears throat> the NDP government a union government. Okay. Yeah. My thoughts yep. on it. And and, yeah, ben. and and it's it's for people who can't think for themselves. I'm sorry, it is. So. But, so, let let's go back. What do you think of players sitting out? What I what do I think of what? What do you think of players saying that they will not report the training camp without a, a CBA, without a new CBA? Well, I, like I said, I think they're hypocrites because they've signed contracts. Okay, and, and that's and what you're saying you about turn ball, around. Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Good. He's okay. still a good quarterback, so, but. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in, I, in I his never, own mind, I never. Bo Levi Mitchell has never struck me as the sharpest tool in the shed. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, 
And yeah. and let's take it one step further, football players in general, okay? Yeah, remember, you're I, one. I, you were one. I mean, I would – if I could have played professional football, I would have played professional football for $100 a game, okay? Like, give me a break. Give me a break. I just – I don't get it. And and it's probably because I'm talking from a a guy who never had the chance – but it's still, it's, you know, these guys have it so good, it's scary, and they don't realize it. And you can, people are going to go in and they're going to say, well, yeah, but their career expectancy is very low. Well, that's your choice. Yep. That is really your choice. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I play professional across for $25 a game, 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was happy right. to do it. Uh, What's his name is in Calgary this week? Uh, Dwayne Johnson, okay? Because yeah. he's shooting, he's shooting, and uh, you know what? He he uh, he had he was he was here in Calgary as a Stampeder for a cup of coffee. Okay, guess what? That worked out pretty well for him, didn't it? Yep. Okay. I mean, I I know lots of guys who could have made it in the CFL or they were close to making it in the CFL and through one thing or another injury or whatever. Um, I've got a, I've got a friend of mine who got drafted by the lions in 84 or 85. And he, uh, he hurt his knees in, I think the first two weeks, never played football again. And he's a wealthy man and he's a wealthy man because he didn't play in the CFL. Okay. So, you know, I, I just, it makes me ill. That's all. And okay. we have these things every, we have these things every year or every time there's a CBA renewal. And you know what? Nobody wins in a strike. No one And does. I would be curious, I would, I would be curious to know, okay, if they sit out the first bits of the season does guys like Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, who signed contracts, do they eventually get their full contract or do they lose money? They should lose money, but well, I know they should, but your do mar- they? marquee player. But do they? I'll, I'll guarantee you the guys that make $54,000 a year aren't going to make their full contract. It's going to be deducted right. from them. But right. as, and as a business guys, person, a business person that yeah. I am, and I was the CEO or president or chief cook and bottle wash of a football team, I'd make sure my Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell got their full wage because I wouldn't want to make them angry. No. No. So they can say they're going to – or he can say he's going to sit out, but in reality, he's a hypocrite. Sorry. He's a yeah. hypocrite. Okay. But he's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's not that good. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. You're fired up tonight. This is great. So, so I have I have a question for you. Go Should ahead. Sam Hurl and Adam Big Hill be paid the same amount of money? Uh, yeah, I think you know the answer to that would be kind of no. Yeah, they so then this isn't really a, a a collective bargaining agreement the way that we all know them to be, is it? 
No, and it's also what gets forgotten, especially by the fans. It's the CFL Players Association. Not, not union. union. They are not a union. The same thing happens in all the other sports that don't have unions. It's an association. It's under different rules. You can't just walk out. It is under different rules. And to the guys, have you noticed who has guaranteed they're not going to come to camp? Mm. Every single one of those <laughs> under contract. Every yeah, single yeah. one. And they're all the high-end guys. Have you heard anything from the 54 to 70 range? No. No, because they, they need, need the that money. damn money. They're yeah. the guys that, are, that can't afford to stay out. Yeah. And there's tons of kids waiting to come up for the mini camps and everything else that'll gladly play. They're, hey, if they can get some extra time in. Yeah, it, there's always guys waiting in behind these guys, especially the $54,000 Americans. The fans, you know, you're right, Christopher. They're, it's just, shut up. Enough. I'm tired of reading the same thing that everybody is almost copying and pasting. pasting. It's just the same thing over and over. It's about the players. The owners are making way too much money. What owner is making way too much money? Maybe Saskatchewan? Sure as hell isn't Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And after that, you started getting into the far less profitable. So there isn't a ton of money out there either. Shut up, sign the bloody thing, and get on the field. Yep. That's really about it. Go ahead. No, no, I think we've wrapped this one up. But I just, it just, I'm, I'm seeing these posts all the time, and it just, it's, it's really getting under my skin of how stupid people are out there to be arguing this. And like Charles just put up the post from T Line Stand. Now this guy is not like Will, not the purpose back in the, the box, and he's, he claims to be the. Um, I don't know. I don't know what he's claiming, but it, it's bizarre. And I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's saying. His tweet comes out and it says, I encourage all CFL fans to start using the hashtag Team CFLPA on a regular basis to throw our support behind the players that entertain us. Hashtag CFLPA, hashtag CBA. See, this is just a total and complete act of stupidity. The man does not know what he's talking about. So, and it's going off there, and people listen to him. It's Donald Trump, okay? People listen to him. It, but he's dumber than a stick. You can't do this. It's a Citing a riot. Oh. You know, it's, it's a funny. Do not, do not use the TFA. Do not use it. It's it's stupid. Don't support players. The players need to shut up and play football. You know, let's let's get back to 
I've I've been lately I've been trying to stay off the football websites because I I look at the arguments that people have and they're the same old thing all the time and all the time. And I've heard lots of people in Calgary bitching and complaining because Calgary's lost most of their defense. And they, they so talk what? about Mika John well, they talk about Mika Johnson and they talk about uh, a couple other guys who've left. For the entire time, John Huffnagel has been the general manager in Calgary. He's said numerous times on podcasts and in the news, if you want to be the highest played player, player in your position, it's not going to be for the Calgary Stampeders. Goodbye. Okay. And I like that. I, I He's a straightforward guy. And perfect example is Mika Johnson is the highest played defensive player in the CFL right now. And he's not playing for Calgary. And it's hard and, and it's hard, his hard and fast rule. And I see all these idiots online talking about, you know, they let this guy go and they let that guy go. He said it numerous times. So why are you surprised? It's just, it's getting it's just getting stupider and stupider to the point where I may just stop being on on football websites because it just drives me nuts. I, I don't believe that. So, but that's okay. No, no, I, I I will talk to you guys and a few other people, but it's just it's just getting old. It really is. So, but anyways, and if there's a strike, well. There's not going to be a strike. It's that simple. No. If if it's if if there is a strike, the players and the players and the guys who run the CFLPA are stupider than I thought they were. Well, that's pretty much going somewhere. <laughs> stupider than you thought. Oh my good lord. Okay. Are we done with this subject? Can we move on? Is there? You don't have the CBA anywhere else down here, do you? Okay, no, good. No. Uh, Deron Carter. Oh, talking about sharpest tack in the box. Speaking of stupid. Um. <laughs> Speaking of stupid. Deron Carter says that he believes that Mark Treston undermined his ability to play football in Toronto last year. Do you agree? Does he have a point? Me, personally, Mark Trestman didn't play Deron Carter last year. For whatever reason, he's the head coach, and he has the right to make that decision. He, in my opinion, Deron Carter should have been cut. Jim Pop didn't want to do that. There was a problem between Jim Pop and Mark Trestman last year, and that we found out the results of that at the end of the season. Mark Tressman was fired. Okay. Did Mark Tressman undermine Duran Carter in 2018 CFL season? It's all about your perspective. Jesus Christ was a terrorist in the Roman Empire, in the Roman Empire's eyes. So yeah, possibly, very much possibly. 
He undermined Deron Carter's career. In Mark Trestman's eyes, he he benched a lunatic. I rest my case. Mark. It's definitely an interesting way to put it. Um, he definitely, I would say he did undermine them in that Deron Carter's at his best when he's on Twitter and he's arguing with the fans and he's going bowling with the fans and he's taking fans to movies. And When he's having fun and being an idiot is when he plays his best football. And when we did see him on the field, the odd time that they threw to him, it was he didn't really even try. He didn't care. And he did say in an interview that he did think about retiring. It might have been in actually this interview that this stuff is from. He did think about retiring in the off season because it just wasn't fun. Hopefully BC lets him loose a little bit. You know, he definitely wasn't Trestman's style of player. No. Um, you look at the receivers Trestman had in Montreal. Okay, you might have had. Uh, did he have Nick Lewis? Was he there with Lewis? Who Trestman? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Because yeah, no. he had the Cahoons and guys like that and Calvio and just quiet football players. And that's just what he is. And all of a sudden, you get the wrong Carter. Well, the coach won. And the coach got fired. So did the coach win? No. So, yeah, he did undermine him. Hopefully, BC doesn't do the same thing. It doesn't seem like they are. He's back on Twitter. Go ahead. I'm, I'm a little confused by that, but uh, okay. So Lewis played football for the Calgary Stampeders till 2014. Mark Trussman left in 2012. Okay. So Nick was not there at any time. Okay, Charles. Well, um, you got to look at you, it. When Deron Carter, sorry, what? No, I just go ahead. Deron Carter barely saw the field after uh, he was acquired by Toronto. I had always thought that Mark Cressman wanted nothing to do with him in the beginning. Um, he Carter played some token uh, games, but. He was never a feature receiver. He was never a, a big-time deep threat or anything like that. And that's when Deron Carter is typically the best. Now, I can certainly understand uh, Mark Tressman not wanting to play him because he is not a Mark Tressman guy. Mark Tressman does not typically want to deal with players like that on his team. And um, am I wrong? Did Was Tressman... Was Carter uh, in Montreal when Trestman was there, or did he come after? Oh, way after. Okay, it was way after. after. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Okay, so he didn't coach him before, but uh, he's not the type of guy. Whether it's undermining him, 
I did see a situation here where the GM and the coach were um, probably not on the same page. Uh, I see uh, Carter definitely more as a Jim Pop type of guy, but um, I'm surprised Jim Pop didn't go to his coach and say, hey, is this a guy you would want to have? Or maybe he did. And maybe Pop said, well, I don't care anyways. I want him on my team, so I'm going to go out and get him. So um, I don't know if I would so much say he undermined him, but certainly he did not use him to his full potential because I don't think uh, he really wanted to use him all that much. So I'm not going to say that he undermined him. I'm just going to say that, um, you know, they were not um, they were not um, on the same page yeah. at all. And Carter should probably have never gone there in the first place. Yeah, but he or he should have left. Or Jim Pop should have let, released him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, no I'm not thinking that, that it would have been any better for Carter anywhere else, but um, true. But the Argos ended up his, paying him a bunch of money for nothing. Yes, yes, exactly. I think that Carter's best bet right now is with um, Clay Brooks. Clay Brooks is young enough. Football. Is young? No, he's young enough to understand Carter. They're they're more peers than they are, you know. Tressman's an old guy, Wally Bond, an old guy, John Huffnagel's an old guy. They they don't they don't put up with this shit in in a football team. That's not how football teams are. Football teams is a team sport. You go off to you don't showboat like that. But mm-hmm. I I think Clay Brooks can relate to him a little bit better and understand him. And with Nick Lewis there and and kind of pushing them along, I think Duran's going to be okay in in. BC. Was I happy about him being signed? No, but I'm warming to the concept that Duron Carter really could be the best receiver in the CFL. If he's got the talent to be, but he's just never had his play, his head in the right, right place. And if that can happen, then it, amazing things can happen with Duron Carter and Mike Riley. But undermining? No, I don't think he got undermined. I think that he got underutilized. No, pro, no, no doubt in my mind. He was underutilized. But, yeah, I don't know. William, I know you're a big Duran Carter fan. You, you got his yeah, rap album, know, didn't you? you? Know I heard you got his rap uh, album. I, Is it any good? I think I think Duran Carter was forced down Mark Tressman's throat. Okay, obviously Jim Pop wanted him there, and Mark Tressman did not. Gagged. And he decided, okay, if you're going to be on my team, you're going to do things my way. And if you don't like it, and if you put it that way, then, yeah, I guess he did undermine him. But, you know, you guys talk about he'll probably do well in BC because, you know, Devon Claybrooks is younger, blah, 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 blah. I, I really believe that, okay, you got Devon Claybrooks, who came up through the Stampeder system, and we know they have a system in place, and you don't ever hear about guys doing the thing that Deron Carter does in Calgary, and they've had some good receivers, sorry. Um, Nick, Nick so Lewis got, has the, not you, been a saint when he was in Calgary, so don't be no, that he shit. Wasn't. I'm not done yet. Just be quiet. Let me finish, okay? Um, Nick Lewis... His first two or three years in Calgary, he was a lesser version of Deron Carter. But eventually, 
he became just a receiver. Okay. He matured. Nick Lewis was never the receiver. Yeah, but Deron Carter, he's been in the league for how long? How old is he now? Okay. What point do you get mature? So just let me finish my thought. Just let me finish my thought. You got Nick Lewis, who also came up in the Calgary system. Okay. You got Drew Tate, who also played in the Calgary system. Okay. And I and I think they're going to probably bring some of that to BC. And I, I think hope that's so. why they were hired. And I think that's why they were hired. And that stuff doesn't happen in the Stampeder system. So I don't think they'll put up with Deron Carter at all. I mean, I just wonder why this guy doesn't just shut the fuck up, play football, and he'll be a superstar in the CFL. Why can't you do that? You got to go on Twitter. You got to flap your lips. You got to do all that kind of stuff. And and the thing I think about him is when he's in BC, if him and Mike Riley aren't a good fit, and so you got Brian Burnham and you got other receivers, you got uh, Lamar Durant who came from Calgary. If he's not a good fit, or if they don't jive, you're going to hear Deron Carter flapping his lips about Mike I, Riley. I don't think he will. I guarantee I, it. I just think he won't I be on the team. I guarantee it. Well, sure. That's that's the other that's the other situation. Because if you, I compare this guy, and he doesn't have the talent level of them, but all of those mouthpiece receivers in the NFL, like the Come on, help me here, Charles. Like the Ocho Cinco's and... Oh, Chad Johnson, uh, Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens, those kind of guys. It was, never, it was never their fault. They always blamed the quarterback, okay? And, and I'm, I think Deron Carter is exactly like that. And I, I would not ever have that guy. I would not take a chance on him. I wouldn't. But... And you know what? I might I might eat my words because maybe he got mature this year. Maybe enough guys have talked to him that he just plays football. And he can do some of that yapping, you know, on the sideline. But I, I still don't think that's the Vaughn Claybrooks kind of team. Okay? We we don't know we don't know what kind of a team Devon Claybrooks is gonna have. No. True. And and you didn't you also didn't see that. Sorry, who's the who's the who's BC's general manager? Herbie. Ed Herbie. Ed Herbie. When he was in Edmonton, he didn't have that kind of team either. Okay. So I, maybe he'll get mature this year. Let's see. But then to come out and say talk about Tressman. He wants to be in the limelight all the time. And the way you can be in the limelight all the time is just play good football. No arguments, my friend. No arguments. I'm not a, I'm not a, and you guys know I'm not a fan of his. That's all. Mm-hmm. No, nor am I. Right? Neither am I. I'm not a fan of Jerron Carter. I've seen him play football. I think he's an amazing artist, but the, the, 
the other shit takes everything away from it. Absolutely. And I don't put up with that kind of garbage. I don't put up with that garbage when I was playing sports. I didn't put up with that kind of garbage when... No, not going to happen. In any of my businesses, we had... You always have an employee that wants to grandstand, right? It just doesn't happen with me. It doesn't go over well. So for no, him, and I, Duran, I, Duran I, Carter I, I to be guess. on my team is a sore point with me right now. Yep. In my I'm situation, so... one of my biggest, one of my best, biggest pet peeves is arrogance, and I hate arrogance. Okay, and you know, be great before you become arrogant. It's that simple. And he's not some there yet. Can, some people deserve. They can pull off the arrogance. They really can. Some people can pull off arrogance. For the most part, it's not a good trait. No. no okay, I don't even I'm know done. why he had to bring this up right now. I mean, it's over. Tressman's out of the CFL. I mean, why is he even popping off on this for no reason? Well, Put behind nobody, you. Move on. Hey, hang on. Ch- this year. Hang on, Charles. I think yeah. he's being interviewed by a reporter, and mm-hmm. the reporter's going to ask him questions, and mm-hmm. Deron Carter's going to answer the questions just like he's supposed to. And the reporter asked him this question, and Deron Carter had to answer the question. Fair now, the problem, okay. the problem is, the problem is, is the reporter did not, did not pick out things of this interview that were relevant to this season. Right. The reporter did what the reporter wanted to do, and that was create news. Not report news, but create news. He wanted to create controversy so that people would read his story and his editor would be happy. So what better to, way to do that than to throw Deron Carter out there tossing Mark Tressman under the bus? Mm-hmm. Okay? So I don't know if Deron Carter went out of his way to do this, but I would think that it was, this was done by a reporter. This had this was not in, intentional by Carter. You know, I don't like the guy, but I'm not going to throw darts at him just because of a, this type of story. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand. I see what you mean. It makes makes sense to me. He let him down a path. Yeah. And Carter and Carter was stupid enough to go. Yes. Yes. That simple. But it, it's the same thing. Is Carter had to answer the question. It's just he could have been politically correct about it, and just said, "Well, you know, that's in the past, and it really doesn't matter to me and anything else." But you know, the reporter asked Deron Carter about his favorite subject. Deron Carter. Deron Carter. Yeah. Right? And and Deron Carter has to talk about Deron Carter. That's my yep. belief in this one. Mark, did you go on this subject? Do you wanna? Yes he did. Yes he did. did I he? did. Okay. Yes he did. I did. Okay. So let's let's hey, put the I got guy a question. I got a question for in the you. Bin. I got a question for you, CJ. Yeah. Are you angry? No. Okay. Why? I'm I'm looking I'm looking at this picture and you look very angry. 
No, 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 I'm not angry. You look angry. No, I don't think I look angry. Do you guys think I look angry in this beer? I and where? You look, you look pissed off, man. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to the dude. Okay. This is an important dude in the orange shirt there that's talking. He's the, the guy who, yeah. um, it, he's with the Ministry of Mines, and he, he's the guy who issues mining permits. And this whole public meeting was about a friend of mine who was uh, um, applying. A, 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 he put in an application for a gravel pit, and these are the the sixty plus people that came out to this public information meeting to uh, bitch and cry about a, a gravel pit going in their backyard. So it was just a matter of a bunch of stupid people doing shit again, which is typical. Shit all the time. So I wasn't angry. I was intently listening to the smart, smart person. I'd heard enough of these stupid people talk. Make sense? Yep. Totally. You're not buying it. Totally. You're not buying it. Oh, you look just. Okay. You just look angry. I get accused uh, uh, no. of looking angry all the time. That's just my demeanor. I'm not angry. I wasn't angry at all. In fact, my my friend, my good friend, who has actually got the application in for this this gravel pit, uh, his wife's there, his son's there, his business partners partners are there, which are further down here at the bottom down here. These two guys talking, one the the guy with the little goatee, and then the the, the brown guy, and those are his partners. And uh, Gary was there, and uh, I walked into the thing, and I looked at Gary, and I says, "You don't look good, buddy." He goes, "Yeah, I'm feeling kind of off." And I says, I'm taking you to the hospital. And he goes, what's the matter? And he says, you're having a heart attack, you idiot. And uh, I took him into the hospital, and uh, uh, he was not doing really well. And uh, he's alive today because he didn't finish this meeting. <laughs> How's that for an answer? So this was me coming back to the, back to the meeting after the hospital and because they kicked me out because I wasn't family. Oh. So I came back to the meeting because I didn't know what it, what else could I do. I must, I wanted to be at the meeting, so I came back to it. So, it, you know, if you look at my expression on there, I'm a little concerned about my friend Gary, who's in the emergency ward, and uh, with all these heart monitors stuck to him, and uh, listening to these stupid people talk about why this gravel pit's not a good idea in their community. Mm-hmm. Angry? No, I was never angry. I and I, I wasn't even okay. angry tonight, Jerry. Okay. My big rant. I, I, I'm pissed I could, off. I could, I could, I could look at that as a concerned look if you put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was concerned for him. But you know, even even a rant today, I'm not angry. I'm confused and pissed off at stupid people. Stupidity just it it. I don't know how to deal with it. I really, I don't. I, it's if there's one thing out there in the world that I cannot deal with, it's stupid people. And there's so many of them. No kidding. They walk. I, they they, yes, they walk is. among us, and they're allowed oh, to breed. And I have another thing oh, I can oh, continue on this one, and I'm not going to do it because I'll get myself in so much trouble. This is beyond anything Will could come up with. Don't. Don't get me started, okay? 
on on people reproducing. Don't get me started, okay? I I think I think you should have to have a four year degree before you're allowed to re- reproduce, okay? Yeah, something. Because stupid people breed stupid people. Oh, did I say that? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say something else, but we're not going to do that. Probably a good thing. Probably. I'll type it out instead. Okay, so moving on. we got to do something else now. Let's get away from this stupid... Edmonton Esco... Oh, shit. <laughs> stupid Edmonton, the Edmonton Eskimos reportedly considering a name change. Is there really a reason to do so? I really don't have anything to say about this. I'm just going to let it go and uh, move on. Uh, Charles. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Everybody's so oversensitive about crap nowadays. I'm tired of it. The Edmonton Eskimos, there's nothing offensive about the name. I don't know why people are... Ask Inuit people. You know who... You see all these people who are offended by the name Eskimos. You know who don't seem to be offended? The Inuit people. Many of the Inuit people are see it as a... Um, uh, almost like a badge of honor. They see it with pride. There was a whole bunch interviewed just this past week. So why are we talking about this? It's just a waste of time. It's, again, this political correctness, which has gone way, way past uh, the point of no return, and where every little living thing is offensive to people, and it's so annoying, it's stupid. So much of this crap, oh, God, I, I could go... Literally, what time is it? 9.02? I could spend the rest of this show ranting on political correctness. I'm not going to, but leave the name alone. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not offensive. They don't have a big, goofy mascot like the Cleveland Indians. Just let it go. Stop ruining everything just because one guy in some town that no one can name will might be offended... Enough of that already. Just leave well enough alone. There's way more better things to be worrying about in this country than what the Edmonton Eskimos are named. Yeah, 100%. Okay, 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 okay. Mark, Edmonton Eskimos. Should they be the Edmonton Eskimos or this the Edmonton Empire? Because the name that the Edmonton Eskimos organization has trademarked. They trademarked it a year and a half ago. They trademarked the name Edmonton Empire. Is that just because that's what they want to name their fan club? Or is that going to be the new name of the football team? Considering they're still in negotiations with, I guess, the Inuit people, or I think it's the Inuit anyway, um, I would say that's probably where they're heading. I don't care, to be honest. It's A, it's a name. B, it's not offensive. It, Eskimo Empire actually sounds kind of cool. I don't have a problem with that name, actually. 
<laughs> but uh, obviously, being a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to the CFL, I want them to stay the Eskimos. But at the end of the day, I don't care. It really just every year this has to come up, every single year. It does look like that's where they're heading now. Annoying. Yeah. Are the bombers going to become? Is that going to be a bad? Have to change their name too because well, you know, you're promoting people war. like peace. Yeah, yeah. bombers. Well, you know, that's a, like, that promotes PC war. Lions, man. Is, is Peter going to come to the rescue? Oh, probably. <laughs> I found out that that's a, that's an acronym. It's, it's for people eating tasty animals. Oh yes. I always thought it was an animal rights group. You know, the thing, so you know, it's like, you know, singing along to a song for all these years, and then you find out what the words really are. I mean, but the, literally, if you really want to stretch it out, every single name of a CFL team could be construed as offensive to somebody. Because of the extreme way that the political correctness, social justice online warriors, um, stretch stuff out, literally anything could be offensive. What, what did well, somebody say the other day that Seinfeld is, is offensive to them and it should be removed off the air? Seinfeld? <laughs> obviously have say, never watched Cheech and Chong. This is, the same, this is the same category as the Seinfeld thing in Millennials, Okay. I mean, and as you might have saw, my comment was, you should stick them in a room and make them watch All in the Family for 24 hours. They would lose their mind. Oh, they God. They would lose their mind. Okay? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> that show was so far ahead of its time, it's not funny. So, anyways. Well, yeah, I have nothing when CJ, when you posted that picture last football season of the lion eating, I guess it was fresh kill. Yeah. And all, all the hate you got back about having to po- posting something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know <laughs> what? Everybody is so freaking ultra sensitive about the most innocuous thing. Like, remember this thing just last week with the. Uh, People complaining about the Winnipeg Jets calling their playoff party a whiteout party. Are you really that thin-skinned that that offends you? That was one twit, and I won't go there. Uh, yeah, I just... Hey, hey so... Christopher, yeah, yeah. do you talk to the horses? Do you talk to the horses? No, I don't like horses. You... Oh, don't you? Okay, so you don't talk to them. Does your no. wife talk to them? All the time. Does anybody talk to them? Uh, my wife does. My daughter does. Yeah, they talk oh, to their horses all the time. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if the horses have ever told your, your wife and your daughter that they're offended by the stamps using stampeders. You know, <laughs> that's kind of a mob oh, mentality, okay? When horses run along together, you know. So I'm just curious. That's all. Well, I, I don't think my horses would be offended because they, they, well. 
they would think that you know that fat chick on the the horse at the San Peters game wasn't very nice, wasn't fair. But she's not. So she's it. not fat. She's skinny now. She's skinny now. Her mother was the fat chick on the horse. Okay. It was wrong. It was fat chick. It was. It was not, it was not a good thing for that poor horse. But no. Not allowed oh, to say well. fat chicks. Oh, I guess, I guess not. I probably should. I probably shouldn't have said fat chick then, eh? Okay. No, nope. but you're gonna get like, the hate mail, not me. Uh, it, I, can you imagine the hate mail I would have got if I had post if I had said what I posted to you guys? Oh, buddy, I know <laughs> yeah, a certain I person. I know a certain person who lives in Calgary who would have flown to Merritt and killed you. Yeah, yeah, so. okay. So, yeah, that's probably not a good thing to post. No, no. It's but, not but necessarily I'm, wrong. It's not it's necessarily not wrong. wrong. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no. Yeah, no. Nah, nah. Just socially unacceptable. Absolutely. Yeah. But you've been socially okay. unacceptable your whole life, so <laughs> Well, definitely. Why would it why would you want to be anything else? Because you could never be this good at it if you didn't practice, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Well, that was probably one of no the nicest problem. things you had to be. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know what they say, practice makes perfect. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't become a, an asshole overnight. It's a lot of work. No, absolutely not. You know, there's people who will tell you when Will McDonald was 19 years old, he was a nice guy. Okay? No. Seriously? You know, yeah. No, seriously, because everything was unicorns and lollipops. I thought and this then, was naturally just being an asshole. Yeah. And then I, then I started getting kicked in the nuts experience, and that's what happened, okay? So, pretty simple. Okay, okay. So, I'm, I'm, we're done with this name. It's just over. Uh, Joe Palpow returns to Ottawa as the running backs coach. This is almost funny. He's not. He doesn't have to run, does he? Ah, I, I like it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what? I I, I like Joe Palpow. Okay, the throw in Samoan. I do too. I heard I heard an interview on Ottawa radio this week. It was Joe Palpow, and. Cool. He's a very up. He's a very upbeat guy. Yes. Do you know why he? Do you know why he came back to the CFL? Well, because, I understand him well, coming back to the CFL because he loves it, but I don't know why he'd come well, back to Ottawa. He said he said he missed it. Yeah. And actually, according to him, he loves Ottawa. So. Yeah, um, I know. He likes the city. He likes the city. He brought all his Hawaiian shirts with him. And uh, he sounded really, he sounded, he actually sounded excited and pumped, man. So, hey, that's good for the CFL. I think it's good for players to have a guy like that there. I have been to every CFL city. I haven't seen a football game in any of them except Calgary. But I've been to every CFL city. And I'll tell you. If I was to pick a Canadian city to live in besides Vancouver, 
it would be Ottawa. Absolutely love the town. It's beautiful. The, yeah, but the you would be- culture, the history, everything about that town is just awesome. I just, I, I love it. Yeah, you'd be so screwed there. Oh, of course. I'd be in jail. Because of the politics. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without a question. I know that. That's why I'm not moving there. Okay. We know that. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't say I'm packing my bags, bro. I did not. Okay. But I do love the city. It was really nice. I visited it several times. And I've heard heard it's a very nice city. But I don't like Montreal. I like Toronto. Hamilton, oh, my God. Um, Regina, Winnipeg. I mean, hey, dude, you got to watch out for those mosquitoes. They pick up small pigs and children. Uh, okay. Edmonton, Edmonton's Edmonton. And Calgary, well, Calgary's Calgary. I like Calgary. Look who, look who they just elected. Come on, seriously. The Donald Trump North. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Joe Pow Pow, moving to Edmonton or Ottawa. Are you good with this, Mark? Not a bad idea, is it? Well, they don't have an offensive coordinator. They're not going yeah, to that, have that, an that, offensive coordinator. No, they don't. Confused. That's going by committee. Yep. That confused me. Why didn't they hire Joe Powpow as their offensive coordinator? That's funny, because when I heard that they had hired him, I figured that's what it was for. I mean, he's definitely qualified for it. They were talking wow. about it on the waggle. I was listening to okay. the waggle the other day, and they were talking about it. And Sanchez figures they're bringing him in as, basically, he is going to be the offensive coordinator. Well, someone's got to be. Because the way they've talked about it is going by committee. But you cannot go by committee during a game. No. One person has to make the call. And they figure that's going to be Pow Pow. Will be that one person. Why they haven't given him the title, I don't know. Unless they're maybe still thinking somebody else is out there. I have no idea. But it just... A running back coach? He's done everything in the CFL. He's been a head coach. Not a very good head coach, but he's been a head coach. Yeah. Been a quarterback, you know, starting quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Running back coach? Why would he come back for that? Unless it's a money thing. Maybe they don't have a lot of money left to hire a better coach. They should but they've now got, what, four offensive coaches that are going to call plays? So Pau Pau must be the, maybe he's the final say on game day. Yep. It's the only thing I can think of. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I think the so. other The other thing he said in his interview is that he misses, I mean, he's been coaching university football, right? Um, he misses the speed of the professional game, and he says he likes the CFL. And he's also at the age where his kids are gone, and he's, you know what I mean? He, and they know he loves it, and they were all telling him he should do it again. So. Okay. 
So let's move on from Joe Pow Pow because that's why. Bombers post two point six million dollar profit considered considerably down down considerably from last year. Why? Well, they did pay two point seven million dollars in debt. I don't know if they had to pay that last year. So we're going to have to yield to Mark on that. In fact, you know what, Mark, take this one away. Tell us what you think. Bombers two point seven. $2.6 million profit. It's down. Why? Are you happy with the, the way the team's finances are right now? Let us know. Yeah, actually, I'm not upset with the finances at all. It looks like a paper, it's a loss on paper. Yes, they're $104,000 in the hole, but they also put 550000 into the reserve fund. So even though it's a down year, they're still making sure that when if it gets really down, they've got the money. They've got a huge reserve fund building. So I'm okay with going into the red. It's a paper um, deficit, really. Yeah. Um, the reason the everything is down so much, we didn't have a home playoff game. There were no other events other than the Manitoba Marathon. Uh, there were no other events at IGF. The year before, they had the Canada Games, they had the marathon, they had a concert, they had a whole bunch of stuff, a soccer game. So there was a ton of money coming in. So when you look at the fact that they had nothing there except for one small event, and they still made that much money, enough to pay off another $2.7 million, you know, they're in good shape. It doesn't look and sound like it, but when you actually... I was at the fan forum, and I was able to ask some questions on that. Why? Why? Why not? They're kind I'm of sorry, entertaining just sometimes. Off the light here in my room. Nothing else to ah. do in Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not worried about where they are money-wise. Like I say, it's a paper deficit. They could have easily only put 400 into the... Um, reserve fund, but they've committed to putting 550 every year into it. So they kept on with it. So really that's about it. There's just, there's no events. So that's why it's down. Yep. And that's, is, is that what, what the only reason is that is that what the accepted reason is that what the like the newspapers and everything are saying or is this just a mark theory no this is um what it is it was stated at the fan forum it's been in the uh winnipeg free press it's been on tsn local radio station it is what it is okay um yeah no it's there one of the nice things about winnipeg saskatchewan and edmonton is you actually get to see the full balance sheet of course. Yeah. It's a public hub. Yeah, so it, that is the one nice thing that, like, they show all the financials. A lot of people find it boring to watch that part of it, and they just want to get into the questions, you know, like, why didn't you re-sign Weston Dressler, which I only heard four times. Um, it's interesting to look at the financials like that. That's because fans are stupid for the most part. Yeah. Like the Bombers spent $12 million on marketing and administration. That's a huge amount of money for a small football operation. That's that two and a half times the, the uh, salary cap. Yeah. 
So, you know, it, it's interesting to see those line items and to get the full picture of it. So it really it is a paper deficit. Yeah. They purposely uh-huh. went into deficit to keep the reserve fund full. So Yeah. I I'm good with it and, and yeah. I don't really think there's any reason for any of us to make any comments on this. I just thanks for the information. It's uh it's enlightening yeah. and uh, uh we're better off for, for that place. Thank you. And as as for the fan forum, yeah. As per the fan forum, I was able to ask O'Shea about some of the rule changes. Yeah. The ball hitting the ribbon thing. Yeah. There was actually a rule in the rule book stating that if the ball hit the ribbon, it would become a dead ball. So that was a housekeeping kind of rule change just to get rid of it because, as O'Shea said, it was stupid. Hey, did O'Shea answer you? Did O'Shea answer you directly, Mark? Yeah, because I waited until after and talked to him. Oh, so he didn't skirt around the issue, and no, so he had to all. look at the film first. No, <laughs> no, okay. he didn't have to look at the film, anything like that. I asked him okay, about cool. the um, quarterback diving forward, and he said, "Well, it's an easy one, you know, if he's out in the flat and." He's about to, as he put it, he's about to get buck pierced. If he dives feet head first, it, he's down. You can't touch him. I thought it was hilarious that he put it as buck pierced. But, but, you know, he has an interesting sense of humor when he wants it. Um, well, considering he wasn't there, he wasn't with the team when Buck was playing. Exactly. But uh, the, the interesting one he said was, "There's going to probably be some tough calls." Is the quarterback going around the end on the sneak, and he dives yeah. head first? Is he giving himself up? That will be an interesting test. Yeah, no and, valid, valid point. If, if he's diving yeah. over the pile, is he down? Is he down, or is he diving over the pile? Exactly. He said there's going to be some interesting tests with it. It's a player safety thing, strictly is what it is. Yeah, and, and agree. It's a good the, call. Same I, as I the like kicker's it. plant foot. Same as the one with the kicker's plant foot can't be touched now, the plant leg. Yeah. Uh, it's the exact same thing. It's just it's a player safety thing. He said it's probably going to take blocked punts and field goals out of the game. But he said it's just strictly a player safety thing. Okay. That's it. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks. That that was enlightening as well. Jeez, we got to keep you. Can you come back on the show again? <laughs> hey, oh, and we're there's probably going to be a Canadian college draft party in the Bombers dressing room, locker room. A what? Oh, the a draft viewing party. party. Yeah, a draft party. Yeah. Lions have that every the year. Lions have done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've they do they've that. never done it in Winnipeg. Okay. So I give the guy yeah, that tries to come up you with get stuff. To sit, you get to sit around in the uh, the dressing room, uh, you know, in chairs and stuff, and there's a TV up, and, and you get to look at the general manager in the in the office. Yeah. And because and, and you're not allowed TSN. to interfere, you can't interfere or cheer or anything yeah. like that. But <laughs> and the TSN feed, yay! I'll probably try it out. We'll let you cheer. Okay. Well, so 
Not if you're in the office. No. This next one, next segment here, caught me off guard. Because Charles puts the our uh, itinerary, our agenda together for the um, podcast every time, or most times. There's the odd time he's down in San Diego and he can't do it. Actually, you did it when you were down in San Diego. Um, anyhow, um, and I and I appreciate it immensely. And if you notice it, guys, you'll all no- notice that segment one, segment is never capitalized. But all the other segments are always capitalized. He does this every week. Not Not a bad thing. I'm just... Noticing that it, it's a little quirk that Charles does. Just gonna, like, okay. cut and well, no, I think I think maybe Charles was cloned once upon a time, and that's the quirk that he has. Okay. 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 So I'm reading this, at, and and I'm looking at the different things, and I don't really put the. He's got segment one, segment two, segment three, segment four, and when it came to segment six, I looked at it, and I didn't really see the word segment. All I saw was. Six tickets for Touchdown Atlantic are now on sale. Now they overpriced this game. So six all tickets. six tickets, all six tickets for this game are now on sale. <laughs> it's going to be a sellout. I don't know. It might well, not I'll be. I'll buy them all myself and sell it out. Okay. Tickets are now on sale for Touchdown Atlantic. This game is going to be between the Montreal Alouettes and the Toronto Argonauts. It's going to be in Moncton, and it's going to be, what, 12, 13,000 seats available? And they priced the cheapest seats at $85. Is that correct, Charles? Or is it $65? I thought it was 65 but... It could be 65 and I was thinking the Lions tickets are like $69, $89 for the ones I was paying. So maybe I got them confused. That's why I wanted that clarification. Okay, 65 bucks are the cheapest tickets. Now, bear in mind that the Lions' cheapest tickets are $25, $29, something like that. So we're talking about triple the price of a normal football game. To try to see how many people want to come out to a football game in the Maritimes. Is this the way to do it? This is stupid. William. Touchdown Atlantic. Are you going? Turn on your well, mic, Will. I just turned on my mic. Well, you see, I would rather go to the uh, Green Bay Packers Oakland Raiders in Winnipeg <laughs> than go to Montreal and watch. Moncton. Toronto and or Moncton and watch Toronto and Montreal. Okay, what kind of a representative is that of our game? It doesn't representation. It, it just representation of our game. It's just it's 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 if that's what's going to get people to watch football in Eastern Canada, that's scary. I'm sorry. You know why couldn't they have got like Ottawa, Calgary, or something like that? Okay, those are usually exciting games. Uh, or Edmonton and Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton and Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and anybody. You know what I mean? So yeah, I wouldn't go to that game. But if you're a star football fan, if I lived in Moncton, New Brunswick, and the game came to my city, I would probably go. You would go because you're a football fan. 
Yeah, but I also go and watch high school football games. So, and and Canadian college football games and ten-year-old kids playing football. So, yeah, yeah, but you're 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 special. That's and, what yeah, yeah. Like. and, and, and it might be in a short away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I beat you to it, Rhonda. Anyways, yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's fine. Hurt up here for good reason. Yeah. Okay. So I have a uh, picture up here, and it says "Concerned Citizen." How did Trump get elected, and why is he still so popular? Me. Study finds 16.4 million Americans think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Sixteen point four million Americans think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. <sighs> um, I, I really don't. Got elected. I I don't I don't want to argue with you about politics or anything, but that economy is booming, man. Oh, I know. He's actually doing a really good job. He is doing a very good yeah. job down there. And regardless of what anybody says, what I just think he's an asshole, bigger asshole than I am. Uh, Absolutely, but, but yeah, money wise, it's working. So, yeah, it's working down there. So let's move on. Uh, Touchdown Atlantic, Charles. Do you have anything interesting to say about this game? Uh, it's pretty expensive if you want to go, and I don't think I'd be going. Uh, <laughs> I'm certainly not crossing the country. But uh, you know, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they'll sell it out at, even with those prices. But uh, I have seen people complaining about it, so. Well, I, I remember I, the, I think... the last game was between Toronto and Hamilton, wasn't it? And the majority of the fans in the seats were from Toronto or Hamilton. Yeah, a lot of them were coming from out of town. That's not a great really... thing because they're trying to get the maritime people involved. Yeah. Cool. So, um... I don't know. Mark, anything to say about this? Well, pretty much the same as everybody else. Uh, $60 starting ticket price is ridiculous. Um, if you're going to charge those prices, it really should be Ottawa and Hamilton playing, not Montreal and Toronto. Um, yeah, hopefully it works. Hopefully they do pack it so that they show they do want a team. But it does almost sound like a cash grab by the guys that are trying to get this team going. That's it. Yeah, and and understandable, I guess they got to raise money somehow. They need two hundred million dollars to build a stadium, and they've got nothing. They don't even have land yet. No, no. Well, we've all talked about that sixty million dollars and the fact that they. Uh, that that money is not really earmarked to build a stadium. Okay, we're going to move on from touching over. Yep. Yeah. Hall of Fame announcement comes next week. Who do we think is going to be heading into the hall this year? 
I don't care. I'm sorry. I really, I, I don't, I don't care. Have you ever watched the Hall of Fame speeches? <laughs> no, no. It's scary. It's scary. Is it, is it relative? Well, they yeah. Do cause a they, Hall of Fame ceremony like in Well, they stream never... it. I watched. No, no, they stream it. Uh, I watched it last year, and it was just. Horrible. Okay. It's held in like a was, ballroom of the Ramada Inn or something like that. Or I, I mean, I mean, I compare it. I compare it to the every every summer when I go to when I go to Vegas, it's usually the NFL Hall of Fame inductees, and that's pretty cool. Okay, they do it big, and then I see the CFL one, and it's like, oh my god. Is all I can say. If you're ever curious, watch it. It's just yeah, the budget's awful. a little lower. Live from yes. the days in Kitchener. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, last year I think they had an outside of the Hall of Fame in Hamilton, and yeah, I watched it because wasn't Mike O'Shea was last year, wasn't he? Yes, he was. I think Mike O'Shea was last year, and that's why I watched it to see what he had to say. And so, yeah, it's not overly exciting, is all I'm going to say. Okay. So the Jets were off, did they? Shut up. <laughs> okay. Just, just check it. They, snacked, they snatched they snatched the feet out of the jaws of victory, okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, Hall of Fame. Will, you talked about the Hall of Fame there. It's quite interesting. You watched yeah. it. You've watched it. Probably the only one in the group that has. Um, yes. Who, who's going to be in the called to the Hall next for next year? I I don't know. <laughs> they, you see, and when Charles put that in the agenda, I read the article because I thought maybe they'd put some. Maybe candidates, but there was nothing there. Okay. Nope. So that's why I asked the question um, because there were no names in the article. I'm like, well, who's going to go in? Right. I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you think about it? Is it is it is it five years after you play? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, who's been gone for five years that we can remember? Anthony Calvillo? No, I think he's in there already, isn't he? I think he already went in. Yeah, he's already in. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who is... You know, is L- John Corners close, or has he only been three years? I think he's only been three. The only name I've heard mentioned, even by the media, was Robin Hitchcock. Okay, you have to be retired three years. Three years. Robin Hitchcock. How many? Three years. You have to be retired three years. Canadian Football Hall. Oh. 
uh, Kent Austin, Corey Banks, uh, Jamie Bone, Don Blair. I don't know any of these. John Cornish, Arlan Bruce, Arlen Brian Chu, um, Larry Crawford, Mike Emery, Mike Eben, uh, uh, Mervin Fernandez, Terry Greer, uh, Stu Hill, my buddy Stu Hill, Jesse Lumsden, Dante Marsh, Blake Marshall, Paulus Balderson, uh, Noel Prefontaine, Willard Reed, Barry Wait a minute. Is Willard Reeves not in the Hall of Fame? No. Nope. Uh, that's correct. Not according not. to his late list. Wow. Uh, Orlando Steinauer. Uh, Anwar Stewart. Glenn Souter. Uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave Tapungis. Okay. So he, here are the first ballot Hall of Fame members. These are the guys who are eligible this year for the... No, that can't be right. Not right, no. I think these, these are the guys ones. that went in on their first attempt. First attempt, yeah. yeah. Okay. Ben, ben Cahoon, Anthony Calvillo, uh, Tommy Coffey, Doug Flutie, Wayne Harris, Tony Gabriel, John Helton, uh, Garney Henley, Russ Jackson, Brian Kelly, Ron Lancaster, Gene Makowski, Warren Moon, Jackie Parker, Lou Pasaglia, Hal Patterson, George Reed, G. Roy Simon, and Milt Stiegel. Okay, now I want you guys to know something here, okay? So these are these are older ho- uh, football players. They've been around for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Did you notice I could pronounce all of their names? Yep. Christopher, go away! Don't don't go down that road, Christopher. Don't go down that road. Okay. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. There's some interesting names on the builders list, too, of the people that are yeah, available in the John builders. John Roy Shivers. John Huffnagel. John Huffnagel, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Hobson. Marv Levy. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Any uh, any suggestions? Who who on that list surprised you? Obviously, somebody did. Mark, who Mervin surprised Fr- you? Well, I, I Mervin Fernandez. Mervin Fernandez and Willard Reeves. Yep. Yeah. Especially Mervin Fernandez. The swerve. I think it's only because he played for four years. A lot of people don't. I mean, it seemed like longer, but he only played in the CFL for four seasons. 83 to 86. And he dominated the whole time. And he did. He won an MOP, won a Grey Cup. Yeah. On Willard Reeves. Not in the I'm Hall of Fame. I'm surprised that Dave Sapunjic is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. He yeah. was one of the best Canadian Ed? receivers ever. Well, Paul yep. Osbaldus, too. Yep. He's a kicker. He's not a football player. I'm cognizant. I was waiting for that, but yes. Is that why Noel Prefontaine um, is in there either? Because I don't think he was that good. And despite what we think of him as a coach and a GM, Ken Austin should probably be in the Hall of Fame rightfully as well. Oh, fuck off. 
<laughs> I'm only talking about player, not the coach. The coach is an idiot. But he was a like great player. player he okay. Oh, he was a good like, player. I didn't like him as a player either. I didn't like Damon right. Allen either. So right. he's in the I hate Damon Allen, and I've said that before. Yes. The only player the media has put out there was Robin Hitchcock. That played for Hamilton. Robin Hitchcock. That's the only name I've seen the media put out. That name's not even on this list. It's not even on the list. He's not even eligible. Robin Hitchcock. Sure he is. He's eligible. He is this year. He's not eligible. These are the players. Eligible candidates. This is, yeah, this is right on the uh, CFL Hall of Fame website. Well, look at him really. And he's not on the list. Well. So there. There you go. I got a guy who should be on the list. Stan Mikawas. Yeah, I can see that. Hitchcock retired in 2006. Was that an airplane? Cool. Yes. Hitchcock retired in 2006. Hmm. Or, sorry, seven. So he definitely meets the criteria. (laughs) But, yeah, that's literally the only name I've seen on Twitter or anybody putting anything out. That's how important it is. Maybe half these guys refuse to go to Hamilton. Well, could be. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting thought. Uh, Got to go there. Oh, I'm good. I'm going in 2021. What the Hamilton? Well, there's a Grey Cup game there. Over oh, the Grey Cup, yeah. yes. That, that's it. Will Will's, uh, I, I'm not going to say bucket list, but his new new thing on life is he's going to every Grey Cup game from now on. Yes, I am. I, I might. Why is might take you up on that? Uh, you, know, you, you need to wait. It's now. a way. It's a way. It's a way to see Canada. Yeah. Well. And I, and, I think, and I think and, and I think to make it really interesting, CJ, we need to get Let's Talk CFL t-shirts. I like my beer meat jerseys. <laughs> yeah, but we'd have a good time if we wore Let's Talk CFL t-shirts, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, well, we why did... Go ahead, Why Charles. did Greg Vavra's name even show up on this list? Greg Vavra? He has 3,200 career passing yards. Why is his name 30? on the list? Didn't you say uh, what's-his-name was on that list? Blair? What's-his-name? Don Blair. Um, Don Blair? Why is yeah. he on the list? Oh, he was a, he had some good years, Don Blair. was like both two, Calgary and BC. two, maybe three. Maybe four. Well, you're five. Yeah, whatever. 
Can I have a six? Six. Six and a quarter. Six, four. Six, twenty-five. No. No. End at five. Okay, sold. Never been very good at auctioning. Actually, he only had 1,000-yard receiving year. And that yeah. Was uh, why is he... Why is he on that list? So, Will, Will, let let me go back yeah. and rephrase yeah. this for a second. I want to give you a little bit of education. These are the players that have that are eligible and have been nominated. Okay, there could be a lot of other players who are not in the hall that are eligible, but they have not, not been nominated. nominated. Okay, did somebody nominate Greg Vavra as a joke? How many yeah. do they pick? Uh, I think it's like yeah. six, five or six or something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we could go over this list and say, who are the players that we think we're going to pick for this? And, I, I, I mean, I could do that really quickly. Uh, John Cornish, Brian Chu. Uh, hmm. I thought you could do it quickly. Yeah. I, jeez. I I would have to go to somebody like Dave Sapunjas then. Yeah. Um, I might end up having to take, uh, well, I would take Baron Simpson, personally. Yeah, he was a great defensive player. I don't know. I can't, I can't really pick anybody else. I'd put Willard Reeves in myself. I'm with uh, Will and... Uh, well, he should have been Mark in long ago. Yeah, no no kidding he should have been in. I'm shocked he's not. Yeah, yeah. This might be his year. I I, I mean, I would take him before Corey Banks, Fred Ch- uh, Childress. Mike Emery, Mike Eben. Oh, oh, we got to take Merv, Swerve. Yeah, Merv Fernandez should probably be, yeah, I, I could see that. Should we grab Glenn Suter just because? No. 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 Not really. No. no, we're good. No. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> if you're putting Glenn Suter in, then Rod Black is going in in the media wing. Hey, uh, Mark, is uh, Mark... Is is Lyle Bauer in the Hall of Fame as a player? I uh, don't think so. I can tell you very quickly. I have them all here. <laughs> Look it up. I am. Oh, my God. What just happened? Oh, come on. That's not fair. I just – it just went up and gave me that Mosca guy. Yeah, just got a message oh, hey, here. They've got, hey, on this list of nominees, Mark, they have Jamie Bone. Wasn't he a that? Canadian quarterback? He was a Canadian quarterback out of University of Manitoba who never made the CFL. How is he on here? So they well, have he, a college. They have a college thing now too, where they put in some. Yeah, but it says, college. but it says players. No, it says Canadian Football Hall of Fame. It doesn't say Canadian Football League Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. Yeah, they do put college kids in. Yes. Okay, well, John Cornish, I think John Cornish should go in. 
Yeah. Well, I agreed. I, he was my first I think pick. Brian, I think Brian Chu should go in. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. my first pick. Yeah, I would put him in. Um, I just got a message here. Glenn Suter 100% deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. A great safety and an absolute Canadian football legend. Sincerely, Glenn Suter. <laughs> does that mean does that mean Glenn is listening? <sighs> that was just a joke. Uh, I was going to say, Glenn, give me your phone number. Send me a PM with your phone number. I'll bring you on the air right now. <laughs> should Should Jesse Lumsden get in? He'd be in the no. Hall of Hurt fame, wouldn't he? The what? In the Hall of Hurt fame. The Hall of Hurt fame. Maybe he's, he's Hall of Fame. He's eligible, but there's no way he's ever getting in. No, he's not. I would put Baron Simpson in there for sure. Yeah, I did that. And Mervin. You got to go to a weak um, year before you start picking up these old guys again, eh? Mm-hmm. Anwar, Anwar Stewart was a great player. Mm. Not arguing. That's the shitty thing, though, is you have a list of like 25 guys you think should go in, but you're only putting in three or four. Yeah, I, I think I think and the number the list, is five. And then the list increases every year. Yeah, the number is five, but they also include builders in there. Okay. No. Okay. I Hang on. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's go to last year. Okay. Last year, the inductees yeah. were Baron Miles, Brent Johnson, Hank Elisic, Paul Brule, Scott Flory, Tom Hugo. That's six. And Mike O'Shea was last year as well. No. Was that two years ago? Year before? Mike O'Shea, okay, in the class of 2017 was Anthony Calvillo, G. Roy Simon, Kelvin Anderson, and Mike O'Shea. They only picked four. Yeah, there we go. And then 2016 only had four. So if... If Calvin Anderson is there, John Cornish should be there for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Oh, Cornish is going in the hall. It's, that's just a, not if, it's when. But with that class, I would say now. You know, and I'm looking at the builders list, and they have uh, they have uh, John Huffnagel here. I'm sure John Huffnagel's not in the hall yet. No. As a player, I, for sure I, not. No, he didn't. He he shouldn't be in there as a player. No, he shouldn't. I'm surprised Dave Ritchie's not in there. How do you know he's not? In the building category. Well, he's on the list because of uh, builders. He's, he's a nominee. Oh. He's a nominee. In the builders, his name is on there. Yeah. I think uh, you know. I think Roy Shiver should be in there too. Oh, for sure. Oh, I, I do. Yeah. Bob Wetnall. I think I think the whole the way that it is is that there's a committee of people who vote, and to get into the hall you have to have a certain number of votes, and if you get the votes they put you in, and if not you don't get in. 
So I'm thinking that a lot of these guys who are older guys, if they're not if they're not in yet, they're going to have a tough time getting in because if they didn't get the votes before, what's to say they're going to why why is it changing to get the votes now? Well, how are they going to as how long has uh, what's his name been retired? Um, <laughs> come on, what's his name? Depends who what's his name Help is. Help me here. The, what the, team? Gary Suter. Gary Suter. Oh, How long has he been Glenn retired? Glenn, Glenn Suter. Suter. Oh, 20 years? Forget as long as they don't do with some happen. of these guys what they did with Ty Jones and wait until he dies and then put him in. Yeah, well. The problem is Whoops, when a guy's that was a mistake. Big, the problem is when a guy's big highlight is holding the ball while another guy kicks it for a winning field goal. How do you put that guy in the Hall of Fame? He did it enough times. Has lived off of that ever since, I might point out. Okay, so let's move on from the Hall because we got two more segments. We got seven minutes left, and the next one's going to be a little bit of a controversy. The CFL has okay. new t- territorial exemption rules for the draft. Is this a good rule, or does it give too much of an advantage to bottom teams? Okay, now, here's the problem with this. I have yet to see a story as to what the territory exemptions are. In fact, I haven't even seen a story that talks about the territory, just that it's no good. And that's Drew Edwards. He's on a rant about this for some stupid reason. Now, from what I've gathered... Any team that does not make the playoffs gets a territory exe- ter- territorial exemption. They get one player in the second round from their hometown that nobody else can pick. But yeah. the other teams get the chance to pick them in round one. But in round two, so any team misses the playoffs gets an extra player pick in round two. Is basically what it means. But that player has to be picked from their a- area. Am I correct, Charles? Is that what you that, took out of this? That was kind of my understanding, yes. Okay. I don't know that this is fact, so don't yell at me, people, if it is, it's not true. But that's kind of what I've gathered from it because I really have not seen the rule. I haven't seen anything yeah. else. Now, the question here is, is this a good idea? And is it fair to implement something like this two weeks before the draft? Will, talk, talk to me here. Is it fair? No. But they seem to want to ram it down our throat so other parts of the world will watch CFL football. So there you go. Is it fair? No, of course it's not fair. So do you think but, all teams should get a territorial exemption? Or no teams? Or... Teams that miss the playoffs, or teams under five hundred, or well, well, you're getting you're getting a prize for being shitty. Well, isn't that why you get the okay. first selection overall? Well, yeah, but I've never liked that. I mean, I. I so, do you like the lottery that the NHL has? Yeah, I you could be the do. shittiest team down there and not pick till the tenth round. Every year, because right. you're so your your draft your lottery is sucked, but you but right. you're the shittiest team. How's that fair? Well, get better. It forces you to get better. Yeah. 
How do you get better uh, if your I, I draft mean, picks are too low? Figure out another way. Oilers. We're also Straight talking up. about. Can you... Yeah, I. To me, uh, you know what? Giving giving the shitty team the first round draft pick is. Huh, which is one of the things I hate most in life is a participation award. Sorry. That's what I think. You didn't okay. win anything, so we're going to give you a better pick. But okay. on the other hand, I mean, the draft is the draft, okay? And people have picked shitty first-round draft picks. Okay, or they never do it. Go to the NHL, so, NFL and never come back. Right. Right. You know. Okay. Uh, is an extra pick in the CFL draft all that big a uh, advantage? No. No, not, not no. In my opinion. I certainly don't watch the draft. Could care less. Um, Charles, go ahead. Talk to me here. We don't have a lot of time. Um. Again, it, uh, I kind of the same way, same reason. I kind of think that uh, you know they already get the high pick as it is. Why give them? An, I know they're trying to make the teams better, but there's a little bit of um, biased. It's uh, pardon, kind of yeah. Bi- and biased. Funny. The thing is, this is a <sighs> the funniest thing is, is this is the first year they've done it too. This is a new rule coming in, and look at the teams that are picking: Toronto, Montreal. Little surprise, little bit of um, eyebrows raised there. Who knows? But I don't know. I don't really like it myself. They're they're already getting high picks. Why do they get another one just because they're crap? So here's a question for you right now. Edmund Eskimos had a better record than the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but because Edmonton missed the playoffs, do they get this territorial exemption, or does it go to the next worst team, Hamilton Tiger Cats? And my understanding or, is the team that doesn't. That uh, didn't make the playoffs. Um, Does yeah. Edmonton even get one? Would you have to be like below? No, it's some playoff teams. Playoff teams, okay. So the playoff yeah, teams. Right. So Edmonton will get a territorial exemption, even though they had a better record than the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yep. Wow. It's too. It was some rough. things it's just make tough. you say WTF. Yep. Yeah. What it the was fuck? rushed. I love the fact the territorial's back. It should be for all the teams, but it, and it's rushed way too fast now because this affects anybody drafting, doing the draft. Yeah, hell yeah. This affects yeah. them big. So that's it. Okay, we're uh, running out of time here. Time. We're at a we're at a minute, so let's let's wrap this show up. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 317. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and we got to talk football. Damn, it was a lot of, a good night of football. You know that number one segment there? That took us over 30 minutes to do. Um, very cool, very cool. Okay, guys, you have a good one. and uh, Say good night. Charles, go. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Mark. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. And William. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening, and uh, go Jets go. That's hockey. We, oh. we don't we don't do that. We don't do that. <laughs>
It's not, okay. not cool. Sorry, my mistake. Go Owls. Go Owls. Okay, good night, guys. We'll see you next Thursday. Hopefully Chris can join us.